B-Pod Studios. This is Talkin' Rock. Talkin' Rock. Your backstage pass to some of your favorite rock artists. Here's your host, Meltdown. Hey, thank you guys for checking out the uh, podcast. Same with Brad from Three Days Grace. It's uh, good to have you along. Uh, a lot of things to get to with Brad today as uh, their new record, Explosion, dropped a couple months back. It's their seventh record. We talk about that. Seven records <laughs> for the guys from Three Days Grace. It seems like they've put out a lot more, but uh, yeah, just seven. Uh, we talk about uh, the d- dynamic between him and his brother as far as the uh, writing process and the whole musical thing. It was really cool. A few weeks back, they went back to their uh, high school, Norwood District High School, and uh, entered the Hall of Fame there. By the way, he, he still lives in the same town. We'll talk about that coming up here as well. That's kind of cool. That makes me jealous. It's like, you know what? I grew up in a small town. I wish that my high school would do something to honor me. I don't know what for, but to do something, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to go back there. And, uh, you know, uh, press the flesh with, well, all the teachers I had are probably gone now since I went to school a billion years ago. Uh, but that'd be uh, pretty neat. So, yeah, it's kind of cool how they uh, have kind of just remained, uh, you know, in their roots uh, in their hometown. So a lot of things to get to is uh, they've already played a couple shows, had a little bit of a hiccup. And we talk about that coming up as well. Hey, in the meantime, before we start with uh, Brad. Uh, don't forget, go back and check out some of the past interviews. Just had somebody reach out to me that they listened to my Joe Bonamassa interview. I think that was, I don't know, four or five months ago, whatever it was. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Vinny Apice, drumming legend, uh, last week on the uh, podcast. And we've talked to everyone from uh, uh, John Five to uh, Blackie Lawless from Wasp and just a ton more uh, just since the start of the year. So uh, things are a little bit slow right now for whatever reason, but I think I've got a couple hooks in the water as far as some uh, interviews coming up. Uh, which should be pretty cool. But today we'll get to Brad from Three Days Grace, and we'll start it up right now here on Talking Rock. Brad, thanks for the time, man. How's things? Things are good, bud. Just uh, doing the last-minute to-do list at home, getting ready for a uh, big tour here. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a bit, the uh, record and more. Uh, first of all, I think the last time you were here in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the last time. Wasn't that when you guys when you came to the, the Riff Golf Outing, right? I think you're exactly right. Yeah, that was a that was a cool event. Got to meet uh, some good people and play some golf. But uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years, man. You know, we're uh, obviously been at home for a while and, and new record, and we're super stoked just to get out and play some new tunes. Yeah, and uh, that was with uh, Darren McCarty was there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Darren, good guy, man. Yeah. I love meeting those uh, those hockey guys because. I've always wanted to be a hockey player, and they always want to be a rock star, so it works out well. <laughs> well, Darren thinks he's both, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right, absolutely. Do, do you still play? I do in a men's league, yeah. My my buddies and I get together, beer league. It's more about the beer than the hockey now, but, uh, yeah, I still like to get out. My sons all play pretty good hockey, so still around it every day. Yeah, I took uh, I took Mark from uh, Dirty Honey last time he was here to go play with me. I oh, play yeah. with uh, guys like Milan Hayduke and stuff, and uh, Mark's oh, actually wow. pretty good. That's cool, man. Yeah, if you uh, if you ever need a, a spare, let me know. I'd love to get out. Yeah, dude. Like that. That'd be great. Yeah, dude, hit me up. You're coming through town on the uh, uh, mid-July there playing the Fillmore, so you're more than welcome to uh, come and skate with us. But, uh, yeah, now I'm trying to remember, are you the – is there somebody in your camp who's the Red Wings fan, or are you, you guys all Maple Leaf fans? We're all – well, we're all Leaf fans by default. Uh, I think we have – we had a crew guy that was a hardcore uh, Wings fan for a while, but I think he's gone. Um, obviously, this is a, this was a, a building year for you guys, but a great team, great young team. I think it's going to be good for you. I just saw something on Twitter here from uh, NHL Network. You know, the Wings have eight mm-hmm. draft picks in the first round. So. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, good. 
Stevie, Stevie's been uh, stockpiling them and stuff. So, oh yeah. But uh, anyways, we could talk hockey all day long here. But of course, uh, you guys have a lot of <laughs> lot of things going on with the the new record and the tour and everything. Now, you guys have played some shows this year already, right? Yeah, we had a little run uh, April May and uh, had some shows with Godsmack and. Uh, you know, that was right in the thick of the next, I forget which wave it was, but, uh, you know, we had a couple sicknesses and had to cancel a few shows, and but we got a few under our belt, and, you know, it was a great feeling after being at home for two and a half years. Um, so, yeah, just to get out, get out in the summertime is going to be really exciting, and just, uh, again, to play some newer songs and, and just have some fun, so... Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, you guys did have to cancel a, a couple of gigs. Yeah, that seems mm-hmm. to be like kind of the way of the world a little bit. I know when Metallica's canceling a show, you know mm-hmm. that things are, you know, serious yeah. like that. But uh, but it seems like yeah. we're kind of getting out of the woods, eh? It feels like it, yeah. And again, I think just being in the summertime and everyone's outside and, you know, uh, even the inside venues, they seem to be okay now. So I think it's, uh, I think we've turned a page here and uh, hopefully for the best, you know. Now, how much of this uh, new record was, uh, I don't know, pandemic-driven, pandemic-inspired, anything like that? Yeah, well, it's funny because, you know, we uh, we wrote most of it uh, via Zoom, uh, which is something we've never done before. So, you know, it's funny, we're listening back now to the record, I, I had a couple comments from some people who said, you know, it's, it's such an angry record and, you know, you sound so frustrated. I never really thought of it, you know, at the time, but I think you know, not being together and just having that frustration alone, I think it really rubbed off on the, on the overall product, like the record. But, you know, I, I again, when you're writing it and you're in the thick of it, you're just like writing some cool tunes. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. It's we're, we're pretty honest with our feelings and what's going around, uh, what's going on around us. So I think, you know, it definitely reflects in the music. Yeah, for sure. Now, you guys are all in different areas. I know that at least uh, Barry lives down here in the States, but uh, do, are you and your brother close to each other? Absolutely, yeah. He uh, he lives five minutes from me, uh, so we're, we're we're really close. I'm about to deliver him a fridge, so that's how close we are. <laughs> you're like you're like you're like the Maytag man, say yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, but but you're saying that you guys wrote this over Zoom. So normally, when you guys get yeah. together, but you you were with your brother throughout the pandemic, right? I mean that that doesn't really change much, did it? Off and on, off and on. But you know, he has to be honest. He had a newborn, so for him, he was pretty. You know, everybody has their different comfort levels and, and him having a, a, a well, I call it COVID baby, I guess. But, uh, you know, he was pretty freaked out. I mean, I think we all were at a certain point where we're like, you know, don't come over. Let's just do it Zoom. But there obviously there were times where we were together because, you know, we're family and stuff. But uh, it was definitely interesting, man. And, it's, uh, you know, it's something that... Uh, I never really want to go through again. I'm sure no one does, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, I'm glad we did it the way we did, you know, learning how to do stuff uh, apart was cool because we've never done it. So, uh, there's some great technology out there now where you don't even have to be, you know, in the same studio as your producer, you could sit at home and play bass and he's live, you know, so you're streaming live tracks to him and he's, it's crazy what you could do. So, um, you know, definitely a learning curve and, uh, hopefully again, something we never have to do. I have to imagine that uh, playing Zoom, uh, playing bass over Zoom and stuff, you just, there's got to be a a lack of feel in there, isn't isn't there? It's interesting. And you lose, and I think that's, you know, when I was talking about frustration, how that comes in the music, I think that's what we lost. We lost the the fun part, like, you know, how let's, let's have a beer, let's go out for lunch. You know, it, obviously Zoom is super productive because you get a lot of work done, but 
there's no none of that joking around with your buddies and you know it's i think that's what you lose so it's it's definitely hard you know and i i think you lose that uh spontaneous uh you know or you know because it's hard to hear anything over zoom so like you know in a room you, if Barry's noodling, you can't really hear what he's doing. But, you know, if you're sitting with him, you're like, oh, man, that's a great riff. Why don't we put that in there? And that's, you know. So that's kind of how we've always worked. We've always just sat in a room and collaborated. So um, you lost that. But, you know, it, I think it just, looking back now, it just took a little longer. It just took us to have a bit more patience and, and go through the process. So, um, yeah, to see everybody again, you know, on that first tour, we were just, you know, living life to to their fullest so it was awesome now this record according to uh, at least the internet it took about 11 months to uh to complete Mm -hmm. is is that why is that just because you guys were so separated like that exactly yeah it was hard to like the first nine songs we actually recorded for real we did separately like um barry would fly he flew to la did some tracks neil went to a separate studio did drums then I went to another studio. Matt made like a crazy vocal booth in his closet and did all the vocals from here. So it was crazy. Like, so there was parts like you'd come into the studio and I would hear drum parts that I've never heard, you know, and, and like little fills and you're just, so that made it, that made it different for sure. Because you, and I think what happened in the long run is we all kind of overplayed in a way. And then we had to take stuff away because we, we weren't together. Right. So very, very weird and, and interesting, but uh, again, it, it all worked out, and I think it's a, I think it's one of our best records, to be honest. Yeah, seventh record, uh, explosions out. Of, it's funny because it does, it feels like you guys have put out more records, but with so many number ones, I guess it feels like mm-hmm. that. It does feel, it feels like we should be on number ten or twenty or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you, and uh, you know, to see songs do well and people still love it is. It's such a great feeling, man, especially after what we just went through and, you know, so-called life, uh, people love it and the lifetime. So it's, it's, again, we're humbled and grateful every day. So when you get back to this, when you get back and you guys meet up in the studio or whatever, this is the first time you guys are ever playing these songs together at at the rehearsal. Yeah, there's, absolutely. And there's, there's some that, you know, we haven't even played together. Like, it's crazy. Like when we did that first run, um, like so-called life lifetime we played neurotic i think we played a bit of you know some of the times we tried weapon and never played them together like never yeah <laughs> so yeah. It was, yeah yeah you gotta kind of learn how to give the song respect in that way and it all works out because obviously we've, we've done this before but uh definitely a weird feeling man for sure yeah now <laughs> you, with your brother uh in the band for the last uh i don't know nine or ten years or whatever it's been mm-hmm. now what is the dynamic between you and your brother uh of having him in the band oh it's great man and again just uh he's he's a great songwriter and a great uh lyricist great vocalist so it's it's super easy and the chemistry has always been there and i think that's that's never changed. So I think we, you know, we get along really well and we don't really fight. Like, you know, you hear about brothers fighting. We don't really, you know, we get along pretty good. So, um, to share a stage with your brother is pretty awesome. You know, we have a great time and, um, you know, he coaches me along and I coach him along. And if I need a slap, he gives you one. And if he needs one, I give, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it, it all works out really well. And, uh, super proud of him. You know, he's really, he's really grown and he, He's really taken ownership, I think, to this record, and you can hear it. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. 
Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool because uh, there are uh, brothers in there, you know, um, I mean, just think about the guys from Jackal, of course, you know, the the guys Mm -hmm. from Pantera, the ACDC guys. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. You're in this uh, you're in this school that not many people Mm -hmm. are in. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's neat to think about, you know, and uh, it doesn't happen very often. So we're we're pretty fortunate and lucky. Yeah, sure. And speaking of in hockey terms, I, I always think about the the Hughes brothers. How can all three of the boys get drafted in the first round in the top ten? <laughs> it's crazy. I know, right? It's pretty pretty unheard of. It's similar. <laughs> I had a chance to skate with Jack one time. I was on the ice, and this was before he got oh. about two months before he was drafted. And the coaches asked if uh, wow. if Hughesy could come out and skate around a little bit. And I was just skating, you know, at the end of my skate. I'm like, yeah, wow. sure, I don't care. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like I said, we could talk hockey stories all day long. But, oh God, uh, all day. But uh, you guys, uh, you and your brother and uh, Adam, were recently uh, uh, gotten uh-huh. this Norwood District uh, High School Hall of Fame. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, to be acknowledged by your school that, that you know we all grew up in the same area, so it's pretty cool. And, and to be honest, they've been asking me for about seven years, and just you know with schedules and Adam's doing his own thing, and we've been busy and this year it seemed to all come together and uh you know adam lives about 30 minutes from us and we talk often and you know he's got a couple great uh great kids and great wife and uh so he's doing really well and everybody was kind of at home so we we just made it happen and uh pretty cool though you know they go back to the old school and <laughs> visit your old locker and you know remember all the times and it was interesting for sure yeah but very cool and uh you know we're pretty honored to to be on the wall of fame there that's uh that's a big deal in this little town i guess <laughs> yeah i was yeah i was curious if, if if you'd kept in touch with adam i don't know what your relationship like was mm-hmm. when he left the band yeah no like we've always kind of texted and stuff but you know i think over the last couple of years you know obviously it's been it's been a decade so uh people change and we've changed and he's changed and you know we we all talk like even you know matt and him talk so it's not like you know there's no there's no animosity. There's no. There's no hard feeling. It's just we people change, and it is what it is. So yeah, we we often talk, and uh, again, he lives super close to us now, so uh, we can actually hang out, which is cool. Yeah, and uh, where is that school? Is that like in the Toronto area, in the suburbs, or something? Yeah, so we live uh, we live in Norwood, Ontario, which is about uh, an hour and forty five northeast of Toronto. So, oh wow! Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're in the woods. You know, like our our town is thirteen hundred people, so uh, tiny little town. You know, but we all went to school here, so kind of cool. Wait a second, you still live in the same town you went to school in? I do. Yeah, my boys go to that school. No kidding! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we we moved back, so I had my first uh, boy, and we uh, we lived in the big city of Toronto, and we we're just like we can't can't do it so we moved back and uh yeah we just stayed man it's it's home you know yeah that's uh that's that's really cool you're making me jealous i wish that uh, my kids could have went to the, the little dinky school i went to when i was growing up as well but uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't meant to be you sound you, you remind me of uh russ dwarf who lives out there in the middle of nowhere you know russ right. I've heard, I've heard a little bit. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that, dude. You know, we uh, we four wheel and we have fires and sit around the pool and no neighbors and lots of wildlife, bears and wolves and deer and yeah, it's great. You know, we uh, 
again, that's home. So. So what is it like for you when you leave the little town of Norwood, Ontario, and go on tour and play some of these big cities? Are you are you constantly? Is there something in the back of your mind always longing for the uh, the peace and quiet of the woods back home? Yeah, you know it's it's exciting to go on tour, obviously, but you know it's uh, it, uh, after about three weeks anywhere you get kind of homesick, and I think that's always been the case. So you know we're we love being from a small town. I think to be honest, that's kind of what's kept us. Uh, humble in a way you know we always come back and uh here we're nobody like we're just i'm brad from norwood you know so it doesn't really the band stuff doesn't really matter here which is kind of cool and i think that keeps keeps our heads in, in check you know yeah that i was thinking about this when i was coming to work today because i met you guys a bunch of times and you guys are really kind of the um the opposite of rock stars if that makes any sense. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, but you know no, what I'm saying? It's like, you guys kind of, right. you guys kind of go about your business and you play your songs and you, you go about your business. Your brother seems like well, more of a rock star, doesn't yeah. he? He is, but now he's, he's just uh, had his first kid. So his, his, uh, his kid now back 16 months. So, you know, he's now he's a dad, you know, and uh, you know, he definitely lived like a rock star up until then. No more sleeping in for him and no more uh, late nights. So he's uh, he's he's grown up a lot, I guess, in the last sixteen months. But it is funny, you know. Like we, uh, like I said, my three boys are in hockey, so you know, I, I drove a minivan for ten years, and I'd pull up to the parking lot, and the other dads would be laughing. They're like, "You got a minivan? Like, where's your Lamborghini, man?" I'm like, dude, this is a Honda Odyssey. It's the Cadillac of minivans. Like, <laughs> and we just laugh, right? We just laugh. Everybody thinks. Everybody thinks something different when you're in that position, but uh, now nah, we're just, you know, it's like a switch, buddy. You turn it on, you turn it off. So, yeah, I've gone through the same thing. Now my son, uh, his uh, hockey days are uh, behind him as uh, he graduated just last year. So uh, uh, soak it up all you can. Nice. nice. Yo, I will absolutely. I'm trying. So, a uh, final thing here for you, Brad. We'll cut you loose here. Of course, uh, Explosions is out, like we were talking about the uh, seventh album. Uh, this past weekend, uh, you know, of course, uh, here in the States was Independence Day. You guys had Canada Day on uh, on the 1st of July. I think I posted this on my social media. Just great Canadian bands. What, what are some bands that you think that maybe missed the boat down here in the States? Uh, this is definitely a bunch. You know, obviously, Tragically Hip were huge Exactly, here and, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, bands like Billy Talent, like even now I listen to Billy Talent, I'm like, why aren't these guys massive? Like, you know, they're in, in Germany and stuff. They're big in UK and da-da-da, but never really taken, you know, and there's other bands like that. There's uh, some older bands, 5440, you know, you could go on and on. Watchmen, you know, I don't know. There's, It's just a, it was a weird border thing. And, you know, I guess what was cool when we did get signed back in the day, 2002, we were aware of that. You know, we're like, we don't want to be that bad. We want to be, we want to tour the world, man. Like, you know, so we, we were pretty cautious about making sure we sign an American record deal. Um, and I think to be honest, that's kind of how we, we kept relevant down there, which is great. Cause we love America. Like we, uh, we spend most of our time there, you know, to be honest, Canada isn't really uh, a big market for us, but, uh, you know, you drive three hours south, and it's awesome. So um, pretty pretty grateful for that. You know? Yeah, and Barry's been down here for a few years now. Does he got, he's got a lot of property down there, and he's in southern Indiana or something, right? Yeah, he's got a big property and tons of family around there, and it just made sense for him, and he loves it. He's he's a full-on uh, Indiana resident now and, and loves it. You know, he's he's happier than anything, so it's great. 
Yeah, I, I went to Nashville a few months back there to see uh, Kid Rock and hang out with him for a little bit. And, I, nice. and on the way back, I went up towards Illinois to Joliet to see a concert, and I drove all the yeah. way through Indiana. That state is the flattest state I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much to it. Lots of corn and uh, fields. And yeah. yeah, it's something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Brad, thanks so much for the uh, time. Uh, Explosions, like I said, is out. You'll be coming here in, in a few weeks uh, through the Motor City playing the Fillmore, and your tour starts like in a, just a couple weeks. I think we're the second stop. Yeah, you are, and uh, it's the first first stop on that tour with Wage War and uh, 0936, a couple great bands. and It's going to be a great tour, lots of energy and some good rock, and uh, yeah, Detroit's always awesome to us, and it'll be a it'll be a good party. So definitely pop by if you're around and have a beer. Mm, having some ice cold Labats on the bus sounds like a plan to me. There you go, Brad Walsh from Three Days Grace today on Talking Rock. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, just super nice guys. Had a chance to uh, run into them a bunch of times uh, throughout their career. So uh, super happy for their success as well. That's kind of interesting. I've talked to him actually about that before about those guys signing that uh, U.S. deal because there's some bands. Uh, he mentioned a, a bunch from Tragically Hip was so huge in Canada. Um, I don't know if you know the story. I'll just give you a brief synopsis. But uh, Tragically Hip, I mean, they played all across Canada to uh, sold out arenas. And then the uh, lead singer, Gord Downey, was uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor. Ended up passing away, I want to say, in the summer of 2019 or uh, in early 2020. I can't really recall uh, the date right off the top of my head. But they did this final tour across Canada. And everybody knew it was the final tour. It wasn't one of these BS final tours from Kiss or Motley Crue or whatever. This was it. And they put out this great documentary. And it, it kind of just uh, encapsulated their entire tour. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what. Watching watching Gord Downey walk off the stage for the final time at a show in their hometown, it's just like, it was just very emotional. And uh, the whole country stopped and watch that concert live as it happened. Uh, they had it on uh, on one of the channels all the way across the concert. And, I mean, the, the country just came to a standstill. And um, I just can't say enough good things about the Tragically Hip. What a great band. I mean, Coney Hatch, uh, the Killer Dwarfs, who I kind of mentioned in there. There's just tons of uh, great Canadian bands that, for whatever reason, just never grabbed hold uh, down here in the uh, States. But, you know, we're kind of a border town. Well, we are a border town, along with the town I grew up in, Buffalo. And so I was kind of exposed to uh, more of the Canadian bands than somebody, say, maybe down in Nashville or in Texas or whatever the case is. So it's kind of funny, too, like the bands, you know, like Rush, or I'm sorry, Triumph, actually got their start. I think that there was a radio station in Oklahoma or something playing those guys for the first time. So it's kind of weird so far away uh, from their hometown to kind of get kick-started here in the uh, States. So it does kind of work both ways. Rush uh, kind of took off when somebody in Cleveland started playing Working Man on the radio. So got to thank uh, Brad for uh, taking the time to talk about the new record and, and a ton of other stuff that he has going on. And thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Uh, like I said before, I do have some hooks in the water. I think I got a pretty cool interview I'm going to try to get up next week. Uh, as far as um, well, a lead singer is concerned, we'll just say that. All right, in the meantime, I'm going to push this button here and bid you guys a fond farewell. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Talk and Rock with Meltdown. You can help this podcast grow by giving it a five-star rating and writing a review on Apple and iTunes. Plus, feel free to subscribe and share it with your friends. Until next time, thanks for listening to Talk and Rock.